0: the nerd initiative presents the comic press podcast hello everybody welcome back to the comic press podcast my name is jeremy i am your host as always and i've got a very special guest today my guest today has done a lot she's an illustrator graphic designer uh, she's done work on radiant pink she's designed accessories and brooches for deer Arrow. she's also had her work featured in gallery 1988 hero complex gallery in los angeles and she's done variant covers for radiant pink which know a lot of people that listen to this show are huge fans of that universe itself so please everybody welcome to the show kelly mcmahon is that the correct pronunciation of your last name
1: the american version um okay in australia and Ah. if you're in ireland they say it really beautifully i can't even pronounce it that way but that's the nicest way i've heard anyone say my name so i said well maybe i should move to ireland
0: (laughs) (laughs) they seem to just do everything a little more smoothly over there you know
1: They do. it seems very very fancy over there i won't lie
0: (laughs) (laughs) so welcome to the show thank you for coming on i know you're on a completely different you know time scale than i am right now um, so let's just kind of get jumped into it. I don't want to take up too much of your time today. Um, I like to start every show with getting our guests nerd origin story, kind of how you got into doing what you're doing. Did it start off like when you were a little kid? Was it like a newfound thing when you became an adult? What, what kind of got you into this world of like nerd space?
1: Well, it's interesting. I've always loved illustration. I've always loved movies, um, any any kind of entertainment growing up. I think that's a very typical little kid thing. Um, drawings been something I've enjoyed my whole life. Um, but in Australia, we're a little conservative. So everybody said to me, well, you need to have a career that is not making drawings, Kelly. Like, so why don't you do graphic design? It's like commercial art. And 11 year old me thought that sounded great. And 18 year old me thought that sounded great. So I went to university and I, I studied graphic design. I worked in the industry commercially for about five years. And I know it was just a calling to me where I was like, I just I just want to express myself like in my truest form and you don't always get the ability to do that in a commercial setting, especially in a studio, um, and it, it sometimes pulls the fun out of it a little bit. Uh, it can be very grueling, so I started to illustrate on the side. I was drawing some of my favourite animes I was watching at the time, and. It wasn't great. It was a bit wonky, but I was having so much fun. And I'd studied a little bit of illustration during uni, and one of my teachers, he Ned Kulik, he's fantastic, and he had said to me, you know, uh, why don't you illustrate in vector art because no one does that, and it's a cool point of difference, and it's where your skills are at. So I picked that up again when I started to explore this, this fun little side avenue, and I don't know my, my heart was my heart felt so full doing it. And I just indulged in it more and more and more. And people started to ask me if uh, I, w- I would take commissions and I was like, people would pay for this, like, okay. Like oh, they pay yeah. <laughs> me they pay me for my design stuff, which made sense. Like, you know, I work in that professionally, but I was kind of mind blown by that. And um, it all just sort of picked up from there. And my partner at the time, he had said like, why don't you go to a convention? And I was like, what is a convention? <laughs> and he walked Oh, it's a whole new world for someone like, oh, who's never been. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know what this is, but I can try that. And yeah, it was just so great to indulge in all of these like beautiful fantasy worlds with other people all the time. And I was like, Oh, I really love this. And it just yeah, it all started to pick up from there and it kind of gradually sort of steamrolled into a career. Um, so it's yeah, very unexpected career path change, but one I I'm happy happened.
0: No, that's awesome. So, like you said, you started off drawing like anime and stuff. What were your like some of your favorite ones that you like really gravitated towards? Because my younger brother has recently gotten me obsessed with anime and manga, so (gasps) it's like a newfound obsession for me.
1: I was such a little fair girl. Um, I loved drawing fairy tale to begin with. That was the first anime I watched as an adult. Obviously, we all sort of watched some Sailor Moon as kids, but I wasn't particularly aware of what Sailor Moon was when I watched it. It was just another cartoon to me. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I picked up fairy tale and then I got into Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, which has oh, so to this day reigned to be my favourite um, anime and manga ever. Um, just yeah, everything about that story is perfection. Uh, and then I I ended up going into My Hero Academia um, and I, I went back to Sailor Moon and I started drawing that and that was when I really realised what I loved doing. It was that very magical, whimsical sort of look and it, it, Sailor Moon's definitely been a franchise that helped me sort of find my style uh, as well as illustrating some Disney on the side. Um, that is probably my true calling i love i love that animation era all uh, through the 90s and the 50s 60s um so yeah, it was a real mix between uh whatever anime i was watching at the time and some of the classics from disney that probably helped define my style and what i was doing and yeah
0: no because you can definitely see a little bit of sailor moon influence in a lot of like your pin designs especially yes. they're very very simple but they're also very like bold at the same time yeah. almost and that's kind of how the animation in that show was it was real simplistic but it was bright it was vibrant it was like it caught your eye
1: yeah the colors in that are something that's always really pulled at me um i find the color palettes in that show seem to feel like a modernized from the 90s like a modernized version of like mid-century color palettes it all it all is something that i keep continuously being drawn to so
0: no oh, that's awesome so what made you decide to start with designing a set of playing cards before we get into the one you came to talk about because i know before bad blood you uh released imperium and that was similar but it was it had a different basis behind it can you go into that a little bit
1: Uh, definitely so imperium was it started off as simply me just wanting to illustrate a series of queen card illustrations i had seen a bunch of artists do it online and i thought you know what that looks like a really fun project idea. And as I got into it, I was like, oh, you know, this kind of leans into graphic design a little bit. And I obviously have backgrounds in that. So I thought, what if I, what if I like, what if I did the whole deck? And I was like, oh, I don't I don't want to draw that many boys. I don't love, at the time I was like, I don't love drawing <laughs> men. They're very angular. Like I was like, oh, right. I don't know about this. And I thought what if I just switched out some of the jacks because when I lent into it I did some research and found out that back in the day a lot of the Italian decks had female jacks so I was like oh okay Maybe I could do that. And then I was like, I I didn't know that.
0: That's interesting. Neither
1: did I. I learned a lot about the history of playing cards, um, getting into Imperium and a lot about like the technical setup in it. It's just yeah, a whole new world. All kinds of stuff you just
0: don't think about normally.
1: Very much so, especially from a functionality point of view as well. There was a lot of stuff I learned from it, but yeah, I just kept going down this rabbit hole of information, and the more I got into it, and the more the project kind of developed, I realized I actually wanted every face card to be female, and it sort of became a little bit of a feminist expression um, of like, you know, the things that women can achieve. And I ended up creating, sort of accidentally, this entire fantasy realm. Like to draw fourteen different characters, you do have to have an understanding of who they are, why they look the way they do, and so I ha- came up with these little backstories behind each one as I was illustrating them out to just help me, and I had accidentally created this little universe, and I got together with my friend Rochelle Hager, and she wrote some short stories about it, we sort of built a little world out of it, and it was a really fun project. It was something I had poured my heart into in the middle of lockdown, and it really kept me going at the time. So it was it was nice to see that so well received, and it re- that narrative aspect really inspired uh, my new deck of cards.
0: I'll just say that because that's not something I've ever really seen before with a deck of playing cards. Like you think a deck of playing cards, you think poker, blackjack, you know, yeah. go fish, whatever game yeah. is your thing, but you don't really think there's a story behind them. No. So so, what made you decide to take all those backstories and actually make them into like, a because there's a whole concept art book with the cards, yeah. too.
1: Um, I, I love the human condition. I love thinking about like what makes people tick. You know, why do they look the way they look? What experiences bring you to being who you are today? Why you present the way you present? And just, yeah, I was really thinking about that. When I started to build this out, so as I said, it's very hard to draw fourteen characters without a little bit more of a base. You can you can only change the hairstyle so many times, and you're right. think to yourself. Or like, why is their hair up? Why is it down? What? Why is that the style? You know, why does she have armor on? Why? You know, like it's just there's lots of little things that needed to be built out, and. I've always loved narrative. I've always loved a good story. Uh, it's something that I've, I've really enjoyed, like as a kid, like, you know, opening a book and just falling into a new world, especially fantasy stuff. So it just, it, yeah. As I said, it was lockdown, and I really wanted something to indulge in. And it sort of just, it grew very naturally from what I was doing. And I noticed that, uh, once I put it out into the world, people were really excited about learning who all the characters are. And even at conventions, when I talk them through the deck and I, you know, I start to tell them about it. They'll ask me, like, well, who are they? What do they do? Like, what's mm-hmm. their powers? And it's just really fun going through it. And then one lady said to me, she's like, well, when I play poker now, I, I think about it more like, you know, she's like, I always have a lucky hand when Ziri, the king of spades, is in my hand. She's like, she's a necromancer. So she's like, I just feel like there's something in that. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad she's given you some good vibes. But, yeah, so just, I don't know, just a fun little element to have to the deck, I guess, when you're playing some Bit of insider knowledge and something else to look forward to.
0: Right. Especially if you've got like friends over who have no idea about it <laughs> and you can be like, hey, did you know that guy in your hand right there? Like, you know, like, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and you've got a
0: whole story to tell everybody at the table.
1: It was also really sweet. Rochelle did help bring um, quite a few of the characters to life in a way. Uh, it was Cora, the Jack of. I sort of drew her last. I wasn't really sure what I was doing with her, and I was like, I don't know. I think she sort of does a little bit of everything. She's a bit sweet. She's a model, so she's lived a thousand lives. And Rochelle wrote this beautiful little story about how she's had every hobby under the sun. She's just this sort of hoarder that hoards hobbies and hoards stuff. It's all really organized, and like, so whatever I play with the cards that I get, Cora, I really think about like who she is, and like, it just yeah, it was a really fun collaboration, and. I, yeah, it made me realize how much I love a good story.
0: Well, and I think everybody likes a good story, and it doesn't really matter where it's coming from. You know, it can yeah. come from a book, a movie, or a TV show, or with your case, a deck of playing cards, which is unique. It's not something people see every day. And especially if you're at a convention, us nerds are obsessed with backstories and lore yes. and origins. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that that that's an instant attention grabber right there. Like, oh, there's a story behind it. Let's hear it. Like- yes. Sign me
1: up. I, right. I mean, I'm the same. I, I, as I said, I love just like unpacking characters, like that human condition. Like, why do people think the way they think? Why is that their experience? Why do they have these beliefs? It, yeah. Very fascinating to me.
0: No, 100%. So let's get into the deck of playing cards you did come here to talk about. <laughs> and that is Bad Blood. This is even more unique i think than imperium was because this is also like another game in and of itself along with a story you're working with big names in the comic book industry to get this made you've got an ash can accompanying comic with this i mean yeah. kind of go into what got this one started because th- this is you started here with imperium which is <laughs> already pretty high and now you're yeah. going up here with bad blood <laughs> so
1: yeah, it's funny it's great we've talked about imperium because it did sort of it started it kick-started the idea for this um but there's a pun in that um so <laughs> i i finished imperium and i was really touched at how much people enjoyed investing in these characters that uh we had made i thought oh that's really lovely and i really liked talking about them at shows it was just a nice nice little thing and i thought to myself how could i make the story component maybe tighter the cards a little bit like a little better than this because you it is just a deck of cards effectively with pretty pictures. And if you, if you know the characters, you know the characters, but otherwise it's, it's, it's kind of irrelevant to the overall design. Right. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, well, like, you know, it's, Pretty cards, we've got to tie a story to it. And I was looking across my bookshelf and I found this book from my childhood called The Eleventh Hour by Graham Bass. He's an Australian illustrator, he has very traditional, detailed illustrations. And this book was my first introduction to a whodunit kind of concept where you search through the illustrations to find clues about oh. which character ate the banquet before the party begins. So I think I think it's the rhinoceros' birthday and one of his friends that he's invited has eaten the entire banquet when they go to walk into the great hall after the birthday. were their books like this when I was a kid. <laughs> it was very fun and I remember I remember reading it with my dad and taking notes and at the back of the um, book you there was a sealed section with a sticker on it and my dad said to me like once you undo this like it's going to tell you who did it. So you have to make sure you've looked over it properly and I had notebooks full of information for a six-year-old as to like how this was um going to play out oh my god okay
0: cameo about- oh my god
1: sorry no worries <laughs> um
0: that's not and- the first time a pet has photo bombed an interview trust oh, me <laughs>
1: he's gonna come back um, <laughs> so he's he's making his way back over so i was i was really excited by this and i looked at the book and i thought to myself what if the story I did with the next set of cards, like tied into to the cards, like what if there was clues in the cards you could look for and, you know, God, okay, we're
0: good. What if there was hey, clues if, in the if, cards? If people like cats, there's extra clicks right there. I mean, there, <laughs> <is> there uh,
1: <laughs> um, So there's clues in the cards and I thought to myself, you know, if you're looking for clues in the cards, that could be a really fun sort of thing to do while you're playing a game of poker. And it did get me thinking along the lines of like when you are watching or reading like a mystery uh, narrative what makes it so interesting is how the clues are revealed to you and if you're looking for clues while you're playing like poker or something every time the deck's shuffled cards will come out differently and it will change how the clues are revealed so i was like oh i kind of like the way that ties in and it just it sparked the idea that like what if it was a murder mystery because people do love a murder mystery especially a 1920s murder mystery like that is you know my jam in particular and it's a little cliched but it's it's a i mean it's list. like the classic 20s. noir
0: type stuff right it like is, dick tracy you got yeah. stuff like that
1: i'm like i love the aesthetic from the 20s especially as a designer it's like it's it's stunning especially as a graphic designer the way the lines line up like it really speaks to me so i thought i think this would really suit my style uh, have so we've got the cards and we're gonna have the story and you're gonna look for the clues in the cards and then i was like uh but how do I how do I link this I was like okay like where, where's the story yeah how take? do I how do I yeah how do I make the story and the cards go together and I thought about Matt Groom and I was like I'll ask Matt if he wants to do this with me so I came to Matt with this uh half half-baked narrative kind of concept because i didn't know if i was going to explain it properly so i'd sort of written some things out this word document this day matt's never told me how much of a disaster that is but i'm sure it wasn't (laughs) the best word document he's ever read i gave him this whole pitch i was like okay this is my idea he was like "Yep, i really like it he's like this is a little outside my wheelhouse but i love a challenge so like let me see like let me think about it And I think 48 hours later, he came back to me and he was like, okay, it's going to be a journal. The journal is going to have notes in it and that's what people are reading to find the clues. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. Perfect. So we had like, we were, we hit the ground running with it from there and uh, started developing everything out and yeah, it just kind of, it grew very naturally, like Matt did some character outlines with the clues and then I would go and design everything and then sort of look back and work out what we were tweaking. Like, were we tweaking the card art or the description? Did we need to add more or take away some? Like, how are the clues working back into it? So it's been a little bit of back and forth between us. But yeah, it grew very uh, organically out of that. And uh, it was something I got really excited about once I came up with the idea. I was like, I've never seen anyone do this before. And it could just be a really fun add-on to a traditional game of cards. like we we thought about could we do it so that you can play the game over and over but i was like that's a little too complicated and we probably need a game designer and you probably can't i would say you're getting into like dungeons and dragons yeah, realm at that point like, because- so we we left it with a one time solved meta mystery and um yeah we we're like we, we can do this part um but yeah it's uh, it's been really fun to put together and it's been a really good challenge
0: i was saying especially yeah. with matt like i've gotten a chance to talk to him yeah. once before too he was on our sister yes. show Turner Page. yeah such a nice guy i'm sure that was yes. like just easy as heck to work with him oh I mean.
1: matt's matt's brilliant to work with uh we're working now we're still working through the the card deck and refining everything and uh we're working together with nicoletta baldari and kyle higgins on the ashcan comic as well so that's been really fantastic uh to work with all of them nicoletta's work on the cover just absolutely blew my mind uh I've always adored her work so much and when I thought about like the idea of you know doing the ash can with it I was like okay well it's not something I can illustrate so we definitely need to get somebody who's you know this is their their thing Mm -hmm. and I was thinking okay well you know I I still want it to be really whimsical and fun and I want it to kind of complement my style but like you know be its own thing and Nicoletta was the first person I thought of for that and I was like okay i'm gonna put all my eggs in this basket i'm gonna hope that she's available and we reached out and she was like oh my god i would love to do it and i was just like thank god because i don't know that I do it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was yeah when she sent me the cover through i was just like ecstatic about it um,
0: i mean look at that it's it's beautiful. beautiful
1: yeah so absolutely gorgeous. Um, I, I literally I gave her the color palettes and explained a little bit of the world to her and gave her the character card for D, and she came back with that. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, stunning.
0: No, it, it's perfect. Yeah. It matches the vibe 100%. Yeah. So how did you wrangle in Kyle Higgins on this as well? Because that is a busy man right there.
1: I have known Kyle for quite some time. So when uh, I went to him with the idea, I was like, hey this is my idea. And he was like, I'll help you with it. So
0: (laughs) that's awesome, uh, though. Easy, easy enough. Uh, right. <laughs> Friends in high places helps yeah. out a lot. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, it's been, it's been really great to work with everybody on all of this. And um, Kyle definitely helped reach out to Nicoletta as well. And it's like, he works with mine all the time. So, you
0: know, we've all worked
1: on similar properties and there's a lot of trust in that too, which is fantastic because, you know, kind of nothing worse than going into the unknown on creative projects. I mean, you know, everybody's always got to be introduced at some point, but it does help if you, you know, someone knows someone and at least you know that there's a reliable right. team going into it. So it's nice to, yeah, you know, go into this with a really great team of people and know that like everybody's yeah, is gonna pull through with what they owe you and
0: yeah well you know, and they're all the you know passionate about what they do individually yes. anyway so everything yeah. they touch turns into gold so <laughs> yes
1: yes and it's like it's nice to work with like-minded people as well i think everybody that works in the masterverse is really all about that like at, outside the box experience and i think this is it was easy to hook hook people on that and i was like okay i'm like it's a deck of cards but um, right it's, it's so much more Um, well and
0: like you can kind of draw comic book fans into it too with you know the names on it by themselves alone but also it's like hey there's something else that goes with this yeah you know Um, like people love accompanying items like if there's something that goes along with something that elaborates on the backstory again nerds backstories origins that's kind of our thing
1: (laughs) i I, I personally also love a backstory i love finding out so much more about the world and what it like what it is um Mm -hmm. and uh Yeah, just, like, especially, like, the character details. Um, Like, Matt has mentioned in a few uh, interviews, like, you know, one of the interesting things about doing murder mysteries is all of a sudden every detail about every character matters because you, you don't want to give away who did it. So every character has to be equally as important, which means their backstory matters, who they are matters, their position in this world matters. So, you know, building out each character in that sense has been really interesting because everyone is of equal importance to to make the game work. And that's a really cool thing to do because sometimes, you know, when you get a bit of a side character and you're like, oh, you know, oh, I have this great idea for it, but I guess this character doesn't really matter. So you don't want to use too much of your like good ideas on it where now it's like, okay, well, right. I've got, you know, the world is your oyster here, I guess. So.
0: It's kind of like you know I'll go to do a video about something and I'm mm-hmm. like oh this is such a good idea but I know it'd be better later like yes you know, <laughs> yeah. but I want and to it, put it out now so
1: there's a lot of that in creative work that you do you know mm-hmm. like it's uh, sometimes you do have to like hold on to an idea I had been sitting on this since I finished Imperium it came to me pretty quickly and I sat on it for a long time and I remember the first time I mentioned it to Kyle he was like you need a writer and I was like yeah I know. Like, I was like, so I was like, yeah, I know. I, I just, I wasn't really sure who would be interested in doing it because I was like, oh, it's a bit of a weird niche uh, thing right? to ask someone to do. But again, the more people you know and the more you get to know people, the easier it is to ask them to, you know, be a part of something and share what you're doing and collaborate together. And I've worked alone for so long as well that it's really nice to just indulge in something with a team of people
0: were all the works not on you especially like that's gotta be nice because like (laughs) <laughs> with a lot of things i do i'm doing all of it the design and all the graphic stuff all that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no. i mean
1: the kickstarter stuff is all has all been um me but it's really nice to know that there's other people there helping you do promotion and helping you you know with the ideas and with the writing and with all this other stuff so it's like it's yeah one of the first projects in a while where the whole lift hasn't been on me and i'm like oh this is great it's just yeah it's it's really very nice to work with like minded people and not always something you get to do.
0: Right, 100%. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you get a team that you're kind of stuck with or given or assigned, and then you, yeah. like you, right now, you've got okay, the opportunity sure. to actually pick and choose who you yeah. want to work with. And the fact that they were all available and willing is even yeah. better. So
1: I, I, That's always the two thumbs up part. You You can have this ideal team of people in your head that you'd like to work with, but sometimes the timing, you know, the stars don't always align. So I felt very lucky on this one to get such incredible people helping
0: me out especially those three like they're super busy they're constantly putting stuff out they are
1: i was yeah i was uh very very surprised that everyone was uh available and willing so
0: i mean it's such a cool idea though i mean i i even though i have no artistic ability whatsoever i would jump on something like this to try and like i'll help with something (laughs) Something. you know (laughs) like it's uh,
1: it's It's one of those things when you come up with an idea like that, that's a little left to center. They like, I was just like, Oh, I hope people get it. I hope people like think this is cool. Like I do. Cause I I said, sometimes you spend a lot of time, like sitting by yourself in your office pondering over ideas in your head. You've built this up. You're like, this is it. This is the idea. And then you, you, you finish it and you're like, "Uh, maybe it's just an idea. Maybe, maybe, (laughs) maybe maybe three days ago, me had a little too much hype for it. So, right.
0: No, but it's and it's nice to see something different and unique like especially in comic books that's hard to find because so much stuff is derivatives of other things. Like yeah. it, it goes back to the whole like there's no true original idea under the sun, I guess. Yeah. But this I think is one of those rare exceptions because it gives you something different for comic book fans, but also for people who collect like playing de- cards. Yeah. Cause I know people collect decks of playing cards, like novelty decks. And yes. if this isn't a novelty deck of playing cards, I don't know what it is.
1: It is a huge, I learned from Imperium. It is a huge group of people, much like comic book fans, very similar, like collectability, uh, very similar enthusiasm. So it was two worlds that I thought uh, would probably happily come together. And, you know, maybe, People that are card collectors probably do like comics, and people that collect comics probably could get into a deck of cards that's a bit unique, and vice versa. Um, I think as well, it's really great. Like the Massive Verse team, that they're all about, as I said, outside the box ideas. So mm-hmm. they probably are the perfect, the perfect fans of comics to uh, bring into something like this, who are going to understand it and like be excited by that too.
0: Right, and not just take it up yeah. as another like thing they're doing for a yeah. quick side hustle or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, i mean like so much so much time goes into all of these projects especially anything that has that extra component to it that you really do hope people appreciate what you're putting out there
0: oh yeah because i can only imagine the amount of work that goes into not only designing 52 unique different playing cards (laughs) but then the backstories behind all the characters and then this one you're doing a whole narrative behind that so
1: (laughs) yeah it's been it's been a bit of work but it's (laughs) it's, (laughs) yeah it's I don't know. Nothing, nothing worth doing comes easy.
0: So. There, that's yeah. a great, I love that quote. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So talk about the Kickstarter because you guys have a lot, a bunch of tiers with all kinds of gifts and goodies available for backers. And some of them are right here. I don't think I got all of them, but I got as many as I could squeeze onto one slide. <laughs>
1: that's almost everything. Yeah. Um, so we have so in the corner up there you're looking at an inferno girl red print that is a special edition print if you backed inferno girl red at a physical level and you back bad blood uh you have the ability to be given i say that i had a couple in here with me and now i don't oh no i do um (laughs) it's a holographic print Um, oh that's nice yeah so it's a bit of fun um so they go out with the inferno girl red kickstarter um so that's exclusive to people that back both of the campaigns Um, And Matt and I will work that out at the back end, so don't you worry about that. Uh, We also have the enamel pin design. It's a two-inch enamel pin design of Dee, who is sadly our victim, but she has a a great little story, so that will be told in the comic. Uh, And we have a set of four prints. They are collector's edition prints, so there's only 200 of them that will go out. Um, We also have – so the playing cards come with a QR code card in the deck that will take you through to a digital version of the story and a digital version of the journal that's um, on the screen. Um, So the deck is like the story component is playable even if you don't buy the physical art book that goes with it. Um, But we do have for sale the physical art book that has the story component to it. And then the back half of the art book is all of the work in progress, how we put the project together, sketches, um, and just us talking about like how it all came to life. So there's that. And then there's the ash can that we've got. It's a little eight page, uh, uh, as I said, the team is Nicoletta Baldari, Matt Groom, and Kyle Higgins on that one. Our letter is to be confirmed that so that will go out. That's exclusive to the Kickstarter, um, and it is only available in the tiers with the um, books as well. So you have to do the cards, the journal, and the ash can together.
0: But it's it's all yeah. at relative like pretty yeah. good prices too. It's, You're not asking for a whole bunch of money from people.
1: No, so. and it's all it's all um, the narrative components are all relative, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the ash can does provide some context to the like findings and newspaper articles in the journal that you're reading um it's like you can still play the game without it but it is a really nice little add-on to explore the world right not required items
0: but Nice to have just to say you got it, if nothing else. (laughs) And
1: Nicoletta's work is so beautiful. How
0: could you not? Oh, 100%. And if you guys want to go ahead and back Bad Blood, you can scan that QR code right there on the screen that you see in front of you. That'll take you straight to the Kickstarter page. Back it today. You can also... Uh, go over and check out kelly your shop is opening soon i saw on your website it will so uh, you can scan the qr code right there on the screen and go to the page and you can enter your email address to get notified when that shop opens she's got so much cool stuff on there you guys have to go over there and check it out
1: thank you uh, we also have imperium available in the kickstarter as an add-on um the pins and the art prints can also be added on to any pledges that are made as well
0: Oh, see? Well, there you go. Yeah. Not only are you going to get Bad yeah. Blood and a comic book, but you're going to get the Imperium deck, too. So you yeah. get everything. Gotta love it. <laughs> so is there any, like, because I know you've done a cover for Radiant Pink. Is there yes. any other books that you're looking to, like, try to get your hands on? Like, are you wanting to keep doing more covers? Are you looking to maybe, like, do your own full comics line now that you've kind of started on that path? Yeah.
1: Um I would absolutely love to do more cover design. I I really really enjoy it. Um honestly, no, nothing in particular, just anything that like Anything that grabs me is usually what I'm interested in as far as working on different jobs goes. Um, I try to not box myself in and be like, okay, this is the only thing I want to work on. But anything that's whimsical and frilly and a little girly definitely has my heart. Anything with some magical girl vibes is uh, like, I'm right there for that. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I don't know, I'm, I'm happy to just kind of. I like to see what crosses my desk, I think, is probably the best way to put it, as far as that goes. But um, I don't know that I would ever want to illustrate a comic book. Uh, That's definitely outside my wheelhouse, but I have very much enjoyed uh, the cover work.
0: Well, hey, you know, you got to start somewhere, and maybe eventually when you're not doing all the other cool stuff, you'll go ahead and like, eh, maybe I'll illustrate like a a small one. (laughs) Just a tiny
1: one. Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see.
0: (laughs) Well, if you do, you got to come on the show, and we'll talk about it here first.
1: Oh, well, I will 100% do that.
0: (laughs) See, there it is. Now, is there anything else you want to plug for the people real quick? Is there, uh, where do you want them to go and follow you at? Where can they find more of your stuff? Tell them where they can find you.
1: Um, I am on all of the social platforms as KMMCM Draws. I will be at New York Comic Con in a few weeks. Um, I'll actually be there with Matt and Kyle. We have booths next to each other on the main show floor. Oh, nice. I believe we are 3808 and 3810. Um, we will have that all over social media though before, before that kicks off. Um, yeah look really looking forward to new york actually there's a there's a lot of very cool things happening there. um so I know my yeah.
0: nerd initiative is there, and yeah. I'm like one of the few yes. team members that can't make it this oh, year. No. so I'm like, Ugh.
1: <laughs> we'll send photos that, know, that'll
0: work love. i'll I'll live vicariously <laughs> through everybody else. <laughs> Well, guys, if you want to help support Nerd Initiative and the show, you can go over to the Nerd Initiative merchandise store, scan the QR code there, pick up a T-shirt, pick up a hat. They got all kinds of stuff. We got mugs, cups, shirts, hoodies, you name it. There's something over there for everybody. Also, if you are a comic book fan, you can go and check out New Comic Book Day reviews each and every single Wednesday on nerdinitiative.com at that QR code right there on the screen. And if you like free stuff like giveaways, go ahead and fill out the contact us form. We do monthly giveaways, and all you have to do to enter 90% of them is scan that QR code, enter your name, your email address, and you're all set, good to go. Last thing I will bug everybody with before I let Kelly go and enjoy the rest of her day, we've got the next episode of the Comic Press Podcast will be on October 20th at 6 p.m., We've got Wrestling Night Live. Our new pro wrestling show is going to be on October 11th at 10 p.m. Eastern. Turn a page is going to be October 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we've got fandoms on October 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern. My name is Jeremy. Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming on the show. And everybody out there, please be safe, be kind, and take it easy.
1: Thank you.